You're listening to the Fast Break Podcast with Carly Thibault Dudanis and JJ Du. An all-access pass to the Fairfield University women's basketball program only on the Stag Sports Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Fast Break with Coach Carly Podcast here on the Stag Sports Network. Happy New Year to everybody as well. JJ Duke here with you with Coach Carly as well. Um, since it was, you guys had a nice little break uh, between, what was it, the Iona game and the Mount game. How were your holidays? It was great. You know, we always say that about three years is, or excuse me, three days off at Christmas is short and five days is long, and we got we got a nice little five-day break, so yeah. came back feeling refreshed. But anything special that you did over the holidays? Just uh, went home? Went recruiting first right after that Iona game, and then um, and then met uh, Blake and my family in, in Washington, D.C. area and spent time with, with the family there. Love that. Yeah. Nice little, doing a little bit of everything. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> always, we were j- talking about before where it's always work. It's either a game, whether you're recruiting, some along those lines. So it must have just been really nice to turn everything off yeah. for three days. Yeah, I really try not to, to talk basketball too much. You know, it's hard to do in my, my household with, with uh, my dad, my brother, and Blake at times. But it was good. We had a, a lot. A great time. That's awesome. Yep. Um, thank you guys as well for always sticking with us here. And we do have to, well, I have to send a bit of an apology for the reason why we have not done a show in nearly a month. Um, I got hit with just about the triple. Yes, <laughs> I had the flu, had COVID, then the sinus infection. So mm-hmm. pretty much that was me kind of locked up between the Sacred Heart and the Iona game. We were planning to do a show between uh, Sacred Heart and St. Peter's. So that was put on the uh, shelf, and then obviously the holiday break, plus another long break that you guys had between games as well. We'll talk about that a little bit, but this episode is going to really dissect the three league games that Fairfield have had and then look ahead to the weekend of games coming up, which will be at Siena on Thursday, January the 5th and 11 a.m. Start the first of two straight morning games on Thursdays, which something for me, I'm always <laughs> fascinated by the process of kind of changing it up because athletes are creatures of habit mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you're not playing at 7 on a Thursday <laughs> but 11am and then Manhattan on the 7th at 2pm which is a rematch of last year's MAC championship game but Carly first off before we dive into the three games that you've uh, played well actually it kind of works a little bit like that but this is your first run through mm-hmm. the MAC so far what are your thoughts of playing these conference games as opposed to games in the other conferences that you've coached in yeah you know i think the the cool thing about our league is that there's there's so much parity um and so games are being decided by you know single digits and a couple of possessions and so that's been a, a point of emphasis for our team is like how important each possession in the, in the small details are because they are decided by by minuscule um you know, margins. So um, I'm really impressed with the talent in our league and the coaching in our league um, as we, you know, obviously we watch more scout games of, of, of league games. So I'm excited to see kind of our team continue to um, embrace being consistent um, and, and embrace the little things that it takes to win games. In terms of familiarizing yourself with all the other 10 teams in this league, between day one coming in, start of the season, through the non-conference, and now how much time were you familiarizing yourself, at least with somewhat of the styles of the other teams? In addition, obviously, you're focusing game by game. Yeah. But were you taking time to just keep an eye on things? Or are you, are you very much just, I got to lock in this game. We worry about insert opponent X when they come. Yeah, you know, I think we, we definitely put our focus towards whatever opponent was next. Um, but as a, as a basketball fan in general, like if I saw one of our teams in our league was playing on ESPN, Plus, I'm, I'm yep. putting it on, you know, in the background, and I'm trying to watch if I'm not doing anything else. So I definitely paid attention. And, and to be honest, rooted for teams in our league in the non-conference as well. 
Is there any team that kind of stood out to you as a little bit of like, hmm, that, that they've done a nice job thus far? Or a couple of maybe perhaps surprising wins that you weren't thinking of? Yeah, well, I, I can actually say I, I watched Canisius a couple of times because yep. they played similar opponents um, that we were scouting their games. And so I was really impressed. I think Sahar's doing a great job. Yes. And so I, um, I was actually able to watch them a little bit closer than some other ones. So I think she's done a great job this year so far. Yeah, I agree with that. And actually one player that I've really been impressed with is uh, Danny Haskell, their mm -hmm. point guard. I think she's really grown. We saw them last year here during a period where uh, Lou was injured. We had a couple other players that were unavailable and, you know, kind of looking through the stats like all right who's going to be the one that's going to stand out they had a, obviously a difficult patch didn't mm -hmm. play at all in the COVID short season then you know not a lot of returning players and I was like all right who's going to come around and, you know she popped up nicely mm -hmm. so fair play to Canisius we will be seeing them here not too long from now actually mm -hmm. the end of the month so that will be a whole lot of fun but all right now we go into our schedule and first um obviously it's a long way back but we got to talk mm -hmm. about it first league game at St. Peter's December 17th um in the end it was a margin of victory by 25 or excuse me no it was more than that actually I can't do math this is not a mad po a math podcast it's a 27 point victory um but it was one of those we talked briefly um slow start and you needed to really reinforce some things I think it was a timeout within the first 90 seconds um for those that don't know exactly why did you need to get a stop to the game right then yeah so we um you know post uh our, our loss to sacred heart we, we you know i watching the film and kind of recapping that there was just so many you know i mentioned little things earlier but so many things that are, are in our control that can help us a be a really good team or b make us look really bad yep. um, and put us in tough spots so it, you know catching the ball with two hands taking care of the ball making good post passes um transition defense communicating like there's just little things within um you know the game that that we really emphasize and I thought, you know, like I think it was probably the third or fourth offensive possession. We we made a bad post pass. We yeah. talked a lot about kind of how we want to make some post entry passes. Uh, our post player didn't go get the ball with two hands, and then we didn't talk in trans. It was like a triple whammy. Yep. And so right off the bat, I was like, nope, we're not doing that. We're not going to watch 40 minutes of that. And um, to our team's credit, they responded. It's an interesting one because it's a conscious decision to call a timeout that <laughs> early, knowing that in the college game you will get a media stoppage every few minutes. So mm -hmm. it was a – a bold move, but it was a <laughs> it was a risk that had its rewards yep. because eventually you got a lot of post touches in there. Yep. You got a lot. The inside out game uh, helped as well, where Eason made a couple of big threes mm -hmm. to kind of set the tone. Um, Callie went to work as she so often does, and also more importantly, you were starting to turn St. Peter's over, and not just turn them over. It was a lot of live ball turnovers mm -hmm. as well, yep. and that's actually something that's become a really nice part of your game over the yeah. first league games. Yeah, you know, we we have the personnel that can bother people and be disruptive um, between our guards with with Mimi and Nelly being really disruptive on ball defenders, and then I think Dre does a great job of disrupting the post, whether it's you know low post touch she gets around and gets deflections um, she's great at doing that at the high post as well um, she's got good length beach has good length um, and so we've got some people that can really you know take people out of what they want to do so we've kind of capitalized on that as much as we can and the one thing I also enjoyed is the team put the game away early mm -hmm. as well because I know it's always that risky bit last three minutes of the yeah. second quarter first three minutes of the third quarter it was mm -hmm. just kind of the status quo team never drop levels and we also discussed this after that game as well you were able to rotate and no one played more than 26 minutes mm -hmm. in that game how big is that early on in the season especially playing two games yeah. in three days yeah I mean I think with our league schedule obviously playing Thursday Saturday having that one day prep is important if you can if you can really you know equal out some minutes it's great um, and I also think like our, our our entire team our entire roster 
um, one to 13 works every single day yeah. to, to be ready. So I was really, um, I was really glad that we were able to get everybody opportunity to, um, show what they've been working on play together as a team. Um, and so I, I was really glad to see people capitalize on those minutes as well. And I love the energy of the yeah. bench whenever, you know, one of their own goes out and does something big. I mean, mm-hmm. Mackenzie Deliba goes yeah. out and nearly has a yeah. double double in the fourth quarter. Now this is a player that we've actually seen a bit more in rotation, um, get action and bigger spots this season and she's always something that myself and Kate Abramovich and the broadcast team are very impressed with because mm-hmm. she just seems so elusive but yet dynamic and powerful yep. whenever she gets on the floor yeah I mean she's really tough to stop going to her right hand um, I mean she's she's incredibly athletic um, can, can jump with anybody is an elite rebounder um, and so she's someone that you know based on the game and, and where we're at I think she can really br- provide a spark for us yep and it was a day where the bench put up a big number of 33 points which was a season mm-hmm. High. Now, we transition over to Iona game, which <laughs> anything but of that St. Peter's game carried over. But I think it's you have to learn to win games in so many different facets. Clearly, Fairfield women's basketball this season has figured mm-hmm. out ways to win on the road. Mm-hmm. But you also have to win some games ugly. And mm-hmm. It's fair to say that that was not the most prettiest game yeah. against Iona, but effective enough. Yeah, I mean, we I, I think I said those exact words after the game. I was like, you know what? We figured out how to win ugly. Um, and that's important. But, you know, one of our... our keys for that game was a taking care of the ball which we didn't do a great job of but we turned them over more than than we turned the ball over now there were some you know head scratchers as far as you know some some of our turnovers but again going back to that disruptive point I thought Dre did a great job of disrupting their post player who's one of their facilitators um Lauren Beach did a fantastic job on their point guard so between the two of them I think they really took them out of what they wanted to do and we were able to kind of capitalize on some of those turnovers as well no most definitely so in that game this was back on the 19th of December Fairfield wins four 49-43, and uh, the post player, that being Ketsi Atheus that you were mentioning, held to eight points on four of eight shooting, albeit a lot of her touches were in the positions that she wanted to. Juana Camillion with 12 points, but uh, forcing 29 turnovers, which is a far and away a season best on the season. For that, by the way, um, I know Fairfield has been a team in the early stages of the season where they had those high number of turnovers. How much is it uh, gratifying to see that all of a sudden (laughs) – it's you guys forcing the turnovers. Yeah, we yeah, still we still turn it over way too much in that game. Um, but it's a, it's a constant conversation. It's constant in film. It's constant in practice as far as, you know, certain number of turnovers per drill or per segment of practice. Um, so it's a it's a growth process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, it's a bit different style of play. We're we're playing with. Um, you know, not may- maybe a focal point like they had in years past with Lou and things like that, where the ball moves. And so we're making we're making decisions at a fast pace. Um, yeah. And so that's I think we'll hopefully continue to see that number go down. And we saw that obviously in our most recent game. Um, but it's a, it's a learning process and it's a learning curve for sure. One of those learning curves that was nicely transitioned in the positive in that game was players staying out of foul trouble. And that's across the board. I know, obviously, early season, still trying to understand the system, yeah. playing a bit more fast-paced and creatively, fouls will happen. But mm-hmm. everybody that you needed to stay on the floor <laughs> stayed on the floor. And candidly, it's a much different team yeah. when all five starters yes. stay on the floor. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and, and Nellie, you know, who we'll speak with soon, she knows that's a, a huge thing for her. Is like, we're good when she's on the floor. And so that's been a point of emphasis for her um, to, to be really disciplined because she, she can be really disruptive, um, but sometimes she gets, you know, ahead uh, over her skis a little bit as far as, um, you know, being being 
uh, extra aggressive defensively. But yeah, like you said, we're really good when we can have um, some of our best players on the floor and, and they are, like I said, they're kind of figuring that out in, in our defensive system of how to be disciplined and play with their feet, not their hands. Um, and, you know, coming from a team that played a lot of zone, mm -hmm. um, I know that is an adjustment for sure. And it's a good team over there in Iona. They're coming yeah. off of that come-from-behind win against Quinnipiac, where Kate Major, which a credit <laughs> to you guys as well, kept her very quiet because mm -hmm. she is lethal yeah, from deep. Um, but they're coming off that win against Quinnipiac, and they've actually nicely rebounded since you guys played them, where, mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's not easy where you're all of a sudden picking up a couple of wins. You lose a game, and you're trying to figure out how to get back into it. Well, they've done a nice job beating Niagara by 21, beat – um, Maris comfortably as well. Excuse mm -hmm. me, it was Maris by 21, Niagara by 10. Do Is it too early to look back at games and be like, oh, that's a big win right there? I think it's a little early. You know, I think like we we, we talked about the league is um, so even. And, and so, you know, every night is important. And it, you're not, we may not know. I think there's going to be a very small margin between, you know, maybe – the first, second, third ranked team to the 10th ranked team. I think it's going to be um, a small margin of error for sure. Another small margin error of game is that Mount game. Now, second time this season, this is the most recent game that Fairfield played on December 29th, second time this year that you guys had a 10-day ten ten break between games. Now, funny enough, it was that Fordham game where you had that long layoff, mm -hmm. go on the road, win. How much did that help you guys prepare for that second time around? This time being where you guys weren't together that yeah. whole time well I think I, I think the rest is always good I think our team came back refreshed and we kind of joked about it the first day back after Christmas is like I've been a part of a lot of you know first day back practices after Christmas and some can be really ugly um you know you would pay, based on what you've been doing the last couple of days over Christmas and I thought our group responded like I thought they came back refreshed they came back with energy um and they got to work and so those couple of days leading into Mount St. Mary's I, we definitely got better and then we had a little bit of a buy after that as well and we've I think we've capitalized on that time um to keep focusing on us in those moments and not have to necessarily focus on a, a, a next opponent. Yeah, And it's one of the more intriguing games on the schedule because that's champion versus champion, actually. For the Mount, <laughs> they won their league the previous yeah. two seasons. So mm -hmm. you're facing a team that's confident. They hadn't yeah. lost on their court all season yeah. long. And then all of a sudden, you have to take an unfamiliar was it five hour bus ride, give or take? I'm familiar with it. I played it. I played at Monmouth, you know. We Fair played enough. It. <laughs> but everybody yeah. else was not. So it's like, all right, you know, unfamiliar territory, yep. good team in their barn, and come away with a gritty six point victory. And yep. one that was never. It felt, at least from the observer perspective, never easy until the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think um, I, I think our team definitely took the challenge of they they hadn't you know lost at home yet, um, and they they wanted to continue to, to prove people wrong that we were a team that to, to, to still obviously be reckoned with. Um, and then I, I also give our team credit. I know I think Coach Blake said it in the locker room after the game is that they took the lead at one point in the fourth quarter and. Um, our, our team never batted an eye. You know, we were able to, to just stay poised. Uh, I thought that was a, you know, starting with, with Janelle, um, I thought her poise was fantastic at the point guard. Um, and we were able to, you know, just keep on keep on doing what we were doing. We didn't we didn't bat an eye. Well, the transition was there set up perfectly. <laughs> and let's bring in our junior guard, Janelle Brown, who joins us now. Janelle, thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us. How are you? I'm good, JJ. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Have a good holiday. Yes, uh, exciting one. Ex exciting. Okay, so how is it exciting? I just, my girlfriend got me this Nike Tech mm -hmm. purple, what is it called? Like purple lavender suit. Periwinkle. Perfect. Periwinkle. periwinkle. I call it periwinkle. What a periwinkle. Looks great on it. 
it's amazing. It's <laughs> amazing. Have you already tried it or like broken it out at some point? Yeah, I only wore say? I wore it twice. I know Coachy was getting on me because I kept switching my Nike Tech outfit. So okay. I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll bring it out fresh. one more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously the the fashion. Police. Yeah, yeah, she's she's yeah. on it. She's okay. on it. So will we see it at some point on a game day? We haven't done a game day fits video yet. Is that something that we could possibly we break work in? on that? Yeah. Okay. I think something with definitely with Fairfield, probably like black Nike sweatpants with the either long sleeve or a Fairfield hoodie. So you're talking to someone that has absolutely zero <laughs> fashion sense whatsoever, though. Got a couple of nice looking suits that'll break go. out every once. No, in. yeah, I, I see. All right, I appreciate Drippy. it. Uh, we bring you in to talk about the Mount game um, on the road. First off, since this is the only second Fairfield team playing Mount on the road since they've been a part of the MAC, but first basketball team. What, what was it like stepping into a new gym that you've never seen before? Um, it was definitely like weird at first because mm-hmm. we were like, wow, like we've never been to Mount St. Mary. So it, I feel like we we thought that we were, um, you know, coach always tells us to play with our chip on our shoulder. So I feel like we came out ready to go. We didn't lollygag during warm-ups. We didn't like take anything for granted. So I feel like that's what really helped us in the end. I feel like you've watched Bull Durham once because <laughs> no one in this generation knows what lollygag means. <laughs> lollygag in the field. Um, anyways, but yeah, that's um, it was a good team, but you were one of the players that had a big impact because you found a way, you along with a couple other players, found ways to just absolutely wreak havoc in their backcourt, <laughs> turn them over a few times, live ball turnovers, created fast break opportunities, and it never seemed like mount were settled when the game was in transition was that something that perhaps you guys were talking about in the scout that could be one of those that fairfield could exploit yeah coachy definitely told me like pressure their point guard because she i watch film myself so i i see that she's not really you know that well with the ball so you know in the second half i i didn't get anything in the first so in the second half i really studied i looked at how the ref refs were calling the game and I, t- I had my shot. I took it. Love that. <laughs> I and took it. It's an interesting quality that you have about how you have the ability just to jump guards in the backcourt. And that's something that, I mean, natural ability comes one, but timing is something that has to be worked on all the time. How much of that part of your game do you work on just to get that down to a T? Because it's a very thin line of risk-reward. Um, I feel I watch so whenever I'm like scouting, I scout my mm-hmm. by myself. I watch their games before we actually play, and I see like how are they comfortable with handling the ball? How do they do with ball pressure? So I feel like me doing that extra research really helps in the game because now I'm like, okay, now I got her. Now I'm biting, I'm stunting, and I'm just you know scaring her, trying to get her on her toes. The other thing that was kind of the uh, big elf in the room, Carly, was the fact that no matter what Janelle was doing in the backcourt, if they had a little bit of space from 24 Mm -hmm. feet beyond, they were hitting those shots. Mm -hmm. I mean, is it one of those that you just have to accept the fact that they're, you do everything right principally and they're still knocking those shots down because what 11 threes on the day. And some of those, I mean, hands were in face from 25, 26 out and it's, do you tip your hat or it's just like, all right, we need to find a way to do better. Yeah. There's some that, that for sure, like I think, um, 13 hit like a step back Mm -hmm. three on Cali that, you know, you, you kind of live with that one. It wasn't what we call a rhythm three, but there were some rhythm threes that we showed on film afterwards that were definitely preventable. Um, so there's, there's a little bit of both. Um, I think there was probably five or six that were easily, you know, preventable by us that we take, you know, obviously we're going to play them again. We're going to play everybody again. And that's kind of where we take some of those and decide, okay, what, what are we going to take away in different, in different spots next time when we strong side help and things like that. 
Um, but, but back to Nelly, I thought, um, she did a great job, uh, especially that game. I think we're seeing growth in her of, of, like she said, picking your spots, um, letting, letting, uh, you know, other people's guards make mistakes and she can capitalize on those mistakes. I think early in the year, you know, she would get really aggressive and try to, to force the issue. And she's so quick and athletic that people are going to be exhausted sure. at some point playing mm-hmm. against her and, and Mimi for 40 minutes. So, um, I thought that, that she struck at the right moment. And Janelle, for you, how much does it help now that you're getting the consistent playing time to be able to continue to work on your craft? And if there are some mistakes, now you're not just sitting on the bench for five, ten minutes like in previous years where you mm-hmm. were you know, learning from Rachel Hakes. Now you are the one, the uh, point guard one, if you will. And um, how, how much does that just help you with your confidence, with your development now that you have this opportunity? Uh, it, it definitely helps me a lot. Coach E always, like, she always tries to tell me and help me out, like, play with poise. That's my word for the year, poise. Calm down, just stay relaxed, you know, play my game. And I feel like she's been helping me with all my fouls, all the coaches. They've been helping me with all my fouls, trying to fix my mistakes during practice so that I don't make them in a the game. And it just it shows. Like, I only had three fouls during about St. Mary's game. Oh, and man. I'm, yeah, and I'm, like, averaging four five. Like, it's, Well, not five because then we yeah. have a real problem. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like it definitely, it does help. It helps my game and then it also helps my teammates too. Coachy, Coach Carly, like they, they believe in me. So I feel like that also gives me the confidence to perform on the court the way I need to and to help my teammates the way I need to. And we've heard, obviously, Carly, a lot about how um, just establishing those relationships and just she talks about the belief. I mean, that you do see that from, again, the neutral perspective. This is nothing from, you know, on previous coaching staffs, but you see a lot more confidence just oozing from everybody on the court. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a credit to you. It's a credit to your staff. And it's a credit to the players also buying in everyone's just come together yeah and I, and I, I do credit coach Frager he brought in great people you mm-hmm. know we, we, he brought in great um, student athletes that that care about each other and care about the team first and it's been really easy to pour into these sure. guys because they're such good people um, first and uh, it's been really fun to be honest of, of just spending time off the court uh, with one another and I think you and I have talked about it before yeah. but there's there's no replacement for just spending time together which we try to do as much as we can obviously with school and, and basketball and all that there's there's a lot going on but we we try to be intentional about just spending time together um and i think that that yes that pays off on the basketball court but it's it's more fun to do it with people that you 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 know you want to go to bat for yeah absolutely and also one of the reasons why i wanted to bring you on this show is because a lot of people know how much energy and joy and just a bit mm-hmm. of fire that you bring and perhaps a couple of hijinks in there as well <laughs> along the way now it was funny i was listening to a, another podcast in a different sport um talking yanks for those that know but they had nick swisher on a former baseball player someone that was very big into the clubhouse role and just having someone that brings that sort of energy and maybe the one that would you know throw a couple of gatorade baths after a walk-off hit or whoever had the you know the was it the bucket of gum or whatever ryan moynihan our producer all fellow yankee fan is very much nodding along so i gotta ask you janelle who are kind of the ones, in addition to yourself, that's uh, keeping that energy up? The ones that are maybe the that locker room person. To, you know, if you see someone that's down, pick them up. Or if you see the energies at a certain level, who's going to be the one that brings them up to the next level? Andrea. Mm-hmm. Andrea. Andrea. No, no doubt about it. Okay, so what does she do? Maybe that's different than your style that she, gets everyone going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's my go-to hype man. Okay. Like that's the, we just hype each other up. Mm-hmm. I feel like. If I'm down, she'll see it. She'll pick me up. She she does that all the time. Like she's just a great teammate, great person. And then if we if I see her down, like we just have that relationship where we know that sometimes we're gonna have to carry the energy for the team, and we don't have a problem doing it because we have fun with each other. So 
that's definitely my hype man. That's my guy. <laughs> that's that that that's my guy right there. And Carly, for you, I'm looking at it from a coaching staff perspective. How important is that to have those mm-hmm. locker room people? The one that's like, okay. Th- if we're going through a tough time right now, I can always depend on these two, yeah. these three to make sure to keep everybody on yeah. at minimum an even keel. Yeah, no, I think honestly, I think we have a really good variety of that in our locker room because you look at, you know, Dre and Nelly, is, as she just talked about, they bring such good juice to our team um, and such good energy. And they've, they've, I think, taken huge steps in doing that consistently. It's easy to kind of be high some days and low as others. And I think those two have really um, taken it personal to, to bring that consistency with the energy but then you look at people like Isa and Callie and Kenzie and, and people like that who are so even keel as far as their leadership and so I think the the combination of that has allowed us to take huge steps forward and be more consistent um, and I think it's allowed us to gel more as a team as well that's awesome see these are the things that I personally love but I think a lot of people that like only see the players on the court right mm-hmm. like they want to know about this stuff so I appreciate you you know taking us a little bit of a tour through this locker I got you room. I got <laughs> you appreciate that because not, not a lot of people see behind the scenes. No, like, they don't. They and only see the show. Perhaps this <laughs> platform can give a little bit more into that. So this is good stuff. A couple of games that we have coming up ahead. First off, Siena on the road, which is a fascinating one in a number of different ways. First off, 11 a.m. game. <laughs> and I was thinking about this. Janelle, I don't. have you played in a kid's day matinee special? No. No, this is that's a Nelly no. special. I'm gonna send her out there real early and get all the kids fired up for oh, yeah. for Fairfield. See that, and that's why <laughs> we're gonna talk about this here because we'll have another show hopefully uh, next week prior to Fairfield's Kids Day game against Niagara on the 12th, which will also be at 11 a.m. But it's also one where you kind of have to change the schedule up a little bit. So, Carly, I'm very curious. Um, without giving all the secrets <laughs> away, but at least what are the main there's the obvious difference of a nighttime start versus a daytime start, but what are some of the things that this the schedule is going to dictate for these games that are different yeah. than what you would usually have? I think it's good for us. We got some old ladies on our team, so they'll be they'll be up and ready to go at 11 a.m. <laughs> 7 p.m. 7 p.m. tips tough for some of them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but so Janelle, you look away. Are you someone that's a bit of a sleeper? No, no. she's no. definitely not. Okay. Yeah. I, I love Callie. my old lady. He's <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love my old ladies, though. Yeah. Love them. I love so them. So the 11 a.m. tip may be good for them. But, no, I think um, one thing we're going to try to do going up to Siena, we're going to kind of shoot and just get some shots up in the gym the night before just so that we do kind of get moving when we get up there. And then we're not, you know, getting up really, really early for a shoot around or okay. any or a walkthrough or anything like that. So we'll still kind of find a way to get a little bit of sleep um, while still getting some shots up in the gym before the game. Gotcha. And then, obviously, the, uh, the other big elephant in the room is Janelle. Last year, this was the only game – and the only time a MAC team defeated Fairfield last year. Is there a little bit of revenge on the mind? Definitely. Okay. I feel like um, I was recruited by Sienna too, so oh, okay. I feel like every single time we go there, it's like a revenge game for me. And I, I and I tried my best to like play, but definitely for Fairfield, this is a revenge game. This is our comeback. Like we can't can't do it twice in a row. I feel like we just gotta come together, uh, be together, and. We all have one common goal, and that's just to get the win. Yeah, absolutely. Get the 4-0 and also another uh, tick on the uh, checklist of wins on the road. (laughs) What is it, by the way, about this group this year, about getting the job done away from home? Because that's the hardest thing in sports, winning games on the road. And it seems that this team, I mean, you look at it right now, 5-3 and on the road. What gets it done? I feel like just us sticking together. We know what we need to do. I feel like in half times or before we even get on the court, we always have this pregame talk where it's like, all right, this is what we need to do and how we do it. We're not going to talk about uh, 
when we're going to do it. We're, we need to do it now. Everything starts now. So I feel like our captains have great emphasis on the things that we need to do, how we start, and how to do it. So I feel like credit to them, honestly. Absolutely. And, well, Carly, how do we get it done on this day? Because, I mean, you look at the Siena team, very mm-hmm. good team this they're year. 2-1 um, in the MAC. Uh, beat Ryder 24 points last Thursday and just beat mm-hmm. Canisius by 10. They're 5-2 and two at home. Second highest scoring team in the league. One of the best defensive teams as well. Um, and Anaja Brown has been an absolute force, especially in the defensive end. So what are some of the big keys that we have to look out for in order to get a result away from home? Yeah, so so two things immediately defensively is is having really good and uh, disciplined ball screen defense. They're going to run a million ball screens throughout the course of the game, um, and then keeping them one and done rebounding. They're they're a really good rebounding team. Um, they're one of the top in the country, honestly, and and really good on the offensive glass. So if we do a good job of just keeping them to one shot, I think we have a, a good opportunity to to come away with a win. And that's a collective. Everybody's yes. got a rebound as well, yep. including mm-hmm. to this one off to my <laughs> left. What what's been clicking for you on that side? Because what three straight games of eight boards. He had a nine, 15 at Fordham. I mean, we don't often hear guards and getting big <laughs> rebounds per game. You know, JJ, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know that my first collegiate double-double was going to be off of rebounds <laughs> out of everything, rebounds. But I don't, I don't know. I feel like I just got to go get the ball. Our bigs, I feel like our bigs do so much. They box out. They do everything. They're working hard down there. So it's like the least we could do is actually go get the rebound. <laughs> I get and it. she's That's underselling her ability to rebound out of area and be extremely athletic and jump and you know <laughs> I, i'm very sneaky That's I'm but sneaky. it's also but i love hearing that because it fits into what the team kind of mentality is selflessness mm-hmm. do a job for everybody if mm-hmm. someone is doing x you've got to do y right away mm-hmm. so you're doing more than you think you are and <laughs> yep. getting the message across. So if you got one motivating factor in playing Sienna away on this Thursday, then there's another motivating factor just less than 48 hours afterwards, which is a rematch of the league final last year in Manhattan home. Um, this ends another long stint away from home. We really got to mm-hmm. talk with the schedule makers about <laughs> not having a three week spells away from this beautiful facility mm-hmm. that we have here. But, um, this Manhattan team, it's been one that I'm really trying to put a finger on and understand what's going on there. Um, good team, 2-2 mm-hmm. and two in the league, 5-8 and eight overall, but not winning games away from home like they did last year. They're, they've done a job at home this season, always playing in Riverdale is a tough place to play, but I know we've got the focus on Siena right now, but briefly looking ahead at Manhattan – Didi Davis is obviously the factor that you have to watch out for. Bella Nasimeno is doing a wonders yeah, in league play. Year. I think it's like 18 points mm-hmm. per game mm-hmm. in league contests. But is there something that perhaps has been a little different about this team than maybe from years past? Well, I, I probably am not the best person right, to, sure. to ask, to be honest. Um, and I think, like a lot of teams, you know, they're trying to get healthy uh, early on in the year. And I think we're, we're seeing them probably now get into full strength. Um, and so, like you said, in, in league play, any it's anybody's game uh, every night. And obviously, you know, hopefully having them at home will help us, uh, you know, early on. But but maybe Nelly can speak to a little bit more of, of the year to year. Yeah. Um, I was going to say probably just going off what coach said, definitely their injuries. Um, I see that like Harvey Carr for them doesn't just really, back, yep. yeah, she just came back. So she didn't really start as much. I feel like that's why they had that little slump off their um, start of the season. How much, do, and this is, it, it's an honest <laughs> question. Um, how much of other games are you as players watching? Are you oh, trying to keep an eye on what's happening elsewhere? Yeah, I try to. I feel like definitely with uh, 
like the better good teams like Quinnipiac, Manhattan, uh, Iona, Canisius is on top this year. So I feel like just watching what they do, watching their tendencies really helps us, really helps me personally with getting the scout more. And then as soon as coach just talks about it, it just breaks it down and makes it easier. And one of the things that'll be interesting is you talk about the energy of trying to revenge the one loss from last year. They're obviously going to be coming in Mm -hmm. with a major chip on their shoulders. So Mm -hmm. is it going to be about matching and besting their energy on that day? I feel like it has to be about securing the win and doing doing what we need to do the right way, like mm-hmm. being disciplined, being poised. That's when we win games. Coach says it all the time. Our assist-to-turnover ratio is what dictates our game, and it shows. Awesome. Guys, thanks so much for doing this. Thanks for taking thanks, a Jacob. bit of your time as well. I know winter break, you get a little <laughs> bit more relaxing time in there outside of basketball. But um, best of luck this weekend, and uh, Carly will – Hopefully talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Thanks, JJ. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Fast Break with Coach Carly Podcast. Stay with us on all of our social media handles at StagsWBBall on Twitter, at FairfieldWBB on Instagram. And, of course, you can follow us on the Stag Sports Network at Stag Sports Net on Twitter. So for all of us here, I'm JJ Duke signing off, and we'll talk to you all next time. Go Stags. The Fast Break Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags women's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.